Welcome to AMR Answers. This is Sarah Bowen Shea. And this is Dimity McDowell on the eve of a long weekend. Sarah, do you have mm-hmm. uh, do you have your weekend activity plans? I'll give you I'll give you two guesses what I'm doing. Um, pickle and ball, <laughs> pickleball, and open water swimming. Very um, nice. Yes, because Molly and I debuted had our first open water swim in quote unquote my pond. Uh, <laughs> the world is Sarah's. We just live in it. Yeah. Yes, yes. Uh, last Sunday, and my gosh, Molly and I both were like, "Wait, it's too warm. I want the water to be chillier." Oh, geez, geez. Yeah, wow. Yeah. Yes, and then it, the pond truly was mine on Tuesday. Though I went on Tuesday morning, I was walking into the pond at seven a.m. and there was no one else there. Wow. So that so no people fishing, no people walking around it. Um, there definitely was no one else swimming because there rarely ever is. Oh my goodness, it was just wonderful. There was a slight mist rising off the water, and it was just glorious. But you want to hear the funny thing, which yeah. is that so as I said, Molly joined me on Sunday, and you know we don't swim next to each other or anything and she stays a little bit more toward the beachy part of it where in you know last summer kids were playing and you know families were hanging out whatever so anyway so we get back to her car and she reaches into the top of her swimsuit and <laughs> she had found little plastic figurines slash dolls slash action figure i guess of ariel the little mermaid and queen i believe her name is athena i think that's her must be her mother and so uh, who is also a mermaid okay anyway so she hands me queen athena and says here this is you because you're the queen of swimming and she said and i'm this one because i'm younger and prettier Oh my god, that is awesome. Uh, They were were so cute. So I believe, I think that picture is probably going to be up on Instagram. As people are listening, it would be in our feed just a couple days ago. And uh, yeah, I just was too perfect to think that they've lived underwater all winter long, just waiting for us to find them. Find them. I know. I know. I didn't even know that Ariel had a mom. I I know. You know, that must be in a new version or something. Because I mean, back when you know, I I, I, yeah, I thought that she just you know, I had to (laughs) completely Google who the person was. I was thinking you would think it was the um, like the one with the oh, Ursula. Ursula, yes, the mm-hmm. sea witch, yes, 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 yes. Yeah, yes. Yeah. I know that from the musical, and I actually really like the name Ursula. I rode with a, a gal named Ursula at Colgate, and uh-huh. at the time, I remember thinking, "Well, that's an unusual name," and now I just adore it. And I, there was part of me that thought, if our twins had been girls, I would have named um, the second girl Ursula. But then I realized that Phoebe and Ursula, Ursula is on Friends, is Phoebe's twin. And, oh. then, and since my older daughter's named Phoebe, my kids were like, mom, you could have done that. Then that'd be, you know, 
Yeah, people very, very, yeah, people who watch Friends on repeat, you know, or yeah. have, have it memorized. And I know plenty of them, yes. you know. Every yeah. teen. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, pretty much, pretty much. Oh, I'm just watching it, watching all 17 seasons again. No problem. <laughs> I know. I know. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. So, anyway, yes. So, uh, so just call me Queen Athena from now on, okay? Very good. Very good. Well, I'm excited. We're going to go. Oh, I'm going to go try out my new, I just got a new hydration backpack in the mm-hmm. REI sale. So mm-hmm. I'm going to try that out on Saturday mm-hmm. for a longer hike and mm-hmm. uh, getting ready for our, our eight miler in Redmond at mm-hmm. our retreat. Mm-hmm. And then, um, and then I think Sunday, Grant and I, we did our first bike ride together last Sunday. So we're going to try to make that our, our date, date mm-hmm. morning. So Nice. Got those two things. Oh, but the best part, the best part is uh, Monday morning, my kids are teaming up in a two-man grass volleyball tournament. Oh my gosh. <laughs> wow. And they, oh my gosh, can you see their competition being like, I can hear the music playing while your two yeah. towering yes. children walk onto this grass court. Yes, yes. Like, do, do, do. But the problem is, well, so it's just, it's totally for fun. It's it's through Ben's, uh, like one of his teammates, you know, he was on the JV team. One of his teammates' family like puts it on. It's like, oh, you know, cute. playing flag football on Thanksgiving, you know, mm-hmm, that kind mm-hmm. of thing. Um, yeah. And so I, I, I kind of was like, oh, come on, you guys just do it. You know, they don't get along very well sometimes, oh, uh-huh. most of the time. <laughs> and uh, so I was like, I don't think they'll team up, but they that they are. But yeah, they're very tall together. They definitely look intimidating, but you got to move, you know, when there's only two people on the court. Yeah. You, you have a lot of ground to cover uh-huh. and that is not their forte. So oh, really? we'll just see. Oh. oh gosh, no. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, cause they don't have to, you know, like the, the positions that they play, like their job is to block the ball. They uh-huh. can move like back and forth on the net, but like to go into the corner and, you know, sacrifice their body and like, you know, whip it up with one hand kind of thing. Yeah. 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 yeah not so, so to much. give people an accurate representation, share um, the height of each of your kids. I mean, Amelia is a, a little over six four, mm-hmm. and Ben, when he was at the doctor last time, was measured at six eight. Mm-hmm. And he's just seventeen. He's just turned seventeen. You're right. Yep, at the mm-hmm. end of April. So mm-hmm. um, he is very much has his fingers crossed that he stopped growing. Mm-hmm. I have mine crossed as well, <laughs> but I'll I'll love him no matter what. Yeah. And um, yeah, we strike a pose as a family. <laughs> but I just think seeing them, you'd be like, oh. We're in it deep. Like, oh my yeah. god! Oh, I'm sure they'll do well. I mean, don't get me. I'm not like you know, like sandbagging them. I'm sure they'll do great, especially because Amelia's. You know, she has to have like a lot of good basic skills to play mm-hmm. the level that yeah, she, does, she does. But yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but I mean, it's just player. I'm ex- yeah. I'm more excited for them just to be out Team Davis. Like, you're just, gonna I'm go watch for Team, Team Davis. Davis, right? Oh yeah, yeah. Like, oh, that's good. I'm. That's gonna be the highlight of my Memorial Day. Yeah. Oh my gosh, so. you sound like me when I talk about watching John dance. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I love that they're doing it together. You oh, know? it's like, great. I think that's it's really, really great. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, super cute. Yeah, lots of photos, lots of photos. Yeah. yeah if, if Surreptitious. Yes. Mm-hmm. Little yeah. video. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, let's jump into our questions. This is Megan who wants to know about good running form and alignment. Hey, ladies. This is Megan calling from Maryville, Missouri. And I'm out on the run on day three on a spring half marathon training. And it's my first half marathon um, in quite some time. I'm coming back after baby number five. And I'm kind of starting to find my old speeds again, and I, I'm doing some intervals, and I feel like I don't even know, like, how to keep control of my limbs, because I'm suddenly finding kind of some of my old speeds 
but I don't have my old body yet. Um, and I wonder just if you can share like what you visualize as far as running form when you're really honing in on good form. Like what are you thinking to yourself to keep your body kind of under control and in alignment? You know, mindfulness is always really helpful for me and I just having a hard time honing in on it today. So anyway, I'd love to hear what you guys visualize to keep yourself from looking like Stevie on your run. Thanks. Love the show. Bye. Hey, great question, Megan. And congrats on getting back out there post-baby. Yeah, post four babies. Oh my uh, gosh. Five. 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 Oh, I'm sorry. She's on her fifth. She's her on fifth. her that fifth. That sounds like she's like <laughs> taking shots or something. You no. know, the funny thing is, is I actually did, I, I, you know, I, I listened to the, to the voicemails and then I look at the copy because it, um, Google voice translates it. And so I'm like, I'm pretty sure it says baby five. And I'm like, I'm going to listen to that again. And so, yes, so it is baby five. Yes. I just, I just remember more being in awe of, of her, <laughs> yes, you know, yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. yeah, and yeah. She's, you know, uh, yeah. so that's, that's very cool. It's a great question. And I love that mindfulness is helpful for her. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. So Dim, I especially like this question because you and I typically approach running form and thinking about it, contemplating it in very different ways. And so, but, Dim, I like to keep you on your toes. Um, <laughs> my answer might surprise you because get this, I've been paying more attention to running form as I come back from my bulging discs. That is, well, that's a very good call. I love mm-hmm. it. I love it. Yeah. So, I mean, I definitely, I was turning to running form. Um, I mean, a lot of us are not taught how to run, right? Mm-hmm. Like we're not taught the basics. I mean, when you watch, like if you go to a track Mat, a track match, a track meet, <laughs> or a match, doesn't matter. Um, you know, you see all of them warming up and doing their little A, B, and C skips and all that kind of stuff. Like, I, I never learned any of that. Did you? No. Mm-mm. No. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah, assumed I mean, it's, it's you know, you don't take walking lessons. Um, so well, yeah, but 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 running is a sport like walking. If you if you wanted to walk fast, you would take race walking lessons like you would learn mm-hmm. how to do that. You know, mm-hmm. I'm just saying like it's it, it's lovely, like running is so lovely in its accessibility and mm-hmm. the fact that it doesn't require a lot of instruction. But I do think a lot of us would benefit if we would have had a, a little bit of instruction, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. well, running 101. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So yeah, so when just going back, like, I do feel like that's a lot of the reason why, oh, I got injured a lot. I mean, also, it was my body and the, the ways that it was out of alignment. Yeah, I mean, because I was, I was a big clomper. I mean, I, you know, <laughs> I, I was definitely a clomper. Anyway, so I try. Yes, I've, I've been to the chi running clinics. I did a chi running clinic um, up in, in the Western Slope in Colorado. Mm-hmm. One, um, one weekend and had my old, um, metronome that I carried <laughs> around with me and, you know, flailed around with that for a while. I also really believe in the the drills and stuff that we have in the train like a mother club. I mean, coach Jen and Liz have, um, drill runs in all of their programs. Mm-hmm. That's, I mean, it's just, it's really important to just think about your form mm-hmm. as Megan knows. And yeah, you want to talk a little bit about what you're thinking about these days? Yes. Yes. Oh, and I was thinking that also particularly because Megan's coming back from having her fifth baby. So, you know, you mentioned him that you're, you know, you think a lot of your injuries might've come from, you know, misalignment and everything like that. So, I mean, you know, talk about your body being through a lot, being pregnant five times, you know, yeah. there's a, I would think there's some ligament 
things going on, some, some looseness, some laxity, whatever. But so, and, and we're not doctors, so we, we can't diagnose any of that, but, but so yeah, what I've, uh, I haven't gone crazy about these things, you know, I haven't, I haven't become a new person overnight, but, but I'm really focusing more on arm swing these days and leaning forward from my ankles. Mm -hmm. And so that, and I also am a lot um, more um, thoughtful about taking longer walking warmups. Mm-hmm. So then when I do start running, then I definitely do the kind of leaning forward as if I'm going to, you know, try to fall on my face, which I'm not trying to do so that I get that actual leaning from the ankles feeling. Yeah. 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 That's a big uh, chi running thing for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's important that people think about leaning from their ankles. Like mm-hmm. you're like, you're almost like your body, the rest of your body is a plank mm-hmm. because um, I think sometimes you think you're leaning forward from your ankles, but you're actually leaning from your hips. Mm-hmm. So you mm-hmm. want to keep yourself nice and, you know, straight, straight line from, from the back of your head to your heels and you lean, you mm-hmm. know, you tip forward. It's You can do it like in front of a wall just to kind of get the mm-hmm. sense in front of you. Just lean until you feel like you're going to go. And it's mm-hmm. almost like that gets your wheels spinning. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So one of the things that I would say about um, that, so, so I, arm swing is awesome. Leaning forward is awesome. Other things that you can think about, Megan, light, quick feet, mm-hmm. you know, with the idea of, you know, you're never going to land on your forefoot or I shouldn't say you're never going to, but it's pretty rare. But mm-hmm. if you kind of have the intention to do that, that's going to get your feet Mm -hmm. kind of more underneath you Mm -hmm. than if you like are like, oh, I'm going to really try to take a big stride. So really try to think about almost landing your feet underneath you, which is again, not going to happen, but it's going to like give you that spinning your wheels, like really thinking about spinning your wheels. I mean, one of the things that they talk about in uh, chi running is that you're riding a unicycle. And in Mm -hmm. order to do that, you do have that forward lean Mm -hmm. and you do have that like nice quick kind of your, your, your legs just kind of spinning around. Can I just say that I saw someone riding a unicycle on Sunday because, Hey, I live in Portland and we like to keep it weird here. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. That's awesome. That's awesome. I I had a unicycle growing up. I never mentioned that before. And I just love that detail. (laughs) I love I love the unicycle and stilts. Oh my gosh, I, I was about to say. I was about to say, are you going to tell me now that you had stilts? That is fabulous. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. That was just like low key barn on Bailey in our garage. And uh, and what else? So what else was I say? Okay, so light feet, light arm swing, and your arm swing is going back. Like you're thinking about almost like elbowing someone behind you. So really mm-hmm. crisp, mm-hmm. not crossing over in front of your body. Um, really thinking about being tall. Mm-hmm. You know, this is an image that comes up a lot, but like almost like you have a balloon attached to your mm-hmm. head, mm-hmm. so that your posture is nice and tall. You're not commaing mm-hmm. over, mm-hmm. comma like C O M M A. Yep. And then the other one that I really like is keeping your hands nice and light, mm-hmm, you know? Mm-hmm. And so like, uh, again, this is chi running, but they say like, pretend like you're holding like a baby bluebird or like, uh, um, or a, what are those, a Pringle, a Pringle yes. in each hand, um, mm-hmm, you know, something mm-hmm. that you do not want to crush, you know, mm-hmm, more mm-hmm. so the baby bluebird. We don't, we don't want to kill any birds around here. The Pringle, <laughs> not so much, you know, it's like manufactured potato, but, but uh, yeah, so just really keeping your hands nice and light. So not white knuckling, but yeah, but that, and then the other thing, and this is really important, actually, regardless of what you're thinking about and what you're working on, do not be like, okay, I'm going to go out and I'm really going to work on my hands for 40 minutes. You know, like <laughs> yes, that's not going to yes. work, you know? <laughs> so um, the way that we have them in the train, like a mother club, I think it's like every five minutes or maybe it's even every 10 minutes, mm-hmm. you know, you decide, uh, or maybe it's every time you hear a mile go off just for 30 seconds. 
mm-hmm. just be like, oh, okay, I'm going to tune into my posture. I'm going to tune into my hands and mm-hmm. just pick one thing for the whole run. Like, don't like try to scan through it all. Right. right. Yeah. <laughs> and then just work on it. And I mean, it's just one of those things that like, you know, what you pay attention to will improve over yeah. time, but it's yeah. not going to happen with one thing. But yeah, I think, especially if she's feeling like all loosey goosey and she said something like, you know, her limbs are out of control. I would start mm-hmm. with her feet underneath her, her arm swing. And then I would also, <laughs> those would be the first two that I would do. And then I, and I would think about really being tall and, um, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. like kind of having that, that balloon above you. Mm-hmm. Great advice, Timothy. Thank you. Thank you. Sure. Okay, we're going to take a break to hear from the brands that allow us to bring you this free content. Please consider supporting them since, hey, they support us. We'll be back soon. Here's Michelle, who's going through a bit of an identity crisis. Hey, ladies, I'm Michelle from Golden, Colorado. I love your show. Love running with your show. Um, And that's sort of my question. I ran some half marathons and had a couple injuries. And in my way back to running, I found Jeff Galloway and the walk-run intervals. And I love them, love them so much. And the idea of going out for a long run is really intimidating. But when it's broken up into, you know, a minute of running and 30 seconds of walking, it feels completely manageable. And yet, I don't feel like a runner. I think my question is, are you still a runner if you're doing running and walking and can you still go to running groups and maybe just a little encouragement about running and walking still being running um thank you guys so much for all that you do so michelle thank you for taking us in your ears as you're working out and uh, i love your question uh dim i figure this hits home close to home for both of us and touches on topic that you address in your new six-part series in women's running magazine Oh wow! Thanks for the thanks for the promo SBS for the <laughs> um, the native promo. Um, yeah, yeah. I'm uh, I'm writing a column. It's called the Not Running Anymore Club. It's a little <laughs> clunky. I couldn't quite figure out how to make it any better. The Non Runner Club. Then it feels like you are never a runner. <laughs> yeah, we talk to. I'm, I'm talking to a lot of athletes who have hit some injuries in their running career and are either contemplating hanging up their shoes forever, or maybe have done that. So yeah, so I've talked to a lot of people like Michelle, and I love that she's found a place that she feels really good and strong, and her body feels good and strong. And um, I mean, you know, it goes without saying, of course, we think she's a runner, you know, like there's just, you are, you know, you, I still feel like I'm a runner, and I don't even run anymore, you know, and so the fact that you're like changing up your pace, like, not to be mean, but big deal, like no one, you know, like it's, of course, you're still a runner. Yeah, I I love your column, Dim, and I think people would get a lot out of it, including Michelle would relate to a lot of the people because you interview so many different runners. And so it's it's not just your story or where you are in your it's people along the spectrum of walker yeah. to runner to, you know, as you say, hanging up their shoes. So yeah, thank you. So from this focus group of one, me, um, I know I really felt conflicted when I was doing run walk intervals. Um, you know, I sort of even feel that way when I walk you know, the two or three blocks before I start my run these days. And, you know, that's something that's, that's on me to feel like I am somewhat ashamed or less than because I walk because that's not the case. And, you know, I also, but when I was listening to this question and saw that she lives in Colorado, 
that, it, you know, <laughs> I, I, I don't mean to diss on your state, Dim, but it could be the fact that she lives in Colorado, uh, you know, not to paint. I realize that that I'm going to, okay, I'm going to make a sweeping generalization here. I'm going to paint with a very broad stroke. But, you know, I think there's a higher concentration of hardcore runners in Colorado than in the majority of other U.S. states. And that if she Maybe lived, not Oregon, though, you know, you've got track town USA there. So we, we do. We do. So I definitely we are we are close. But but, you know, I mean, you, you often talk about how hardcore Boulder oh, is. Colorado, and, oh, yeah. No, Colorado's very into I'm, I'm, I'm yeah. giving you a hard time. I'm, oh, yes, I know. Oh, I, I know. Yeah. I yeah. 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 Yes. Yeah. No, it's it's an intense uh, place to be. An it athlete. is intense is a very good word. because So that I think if Michelle, this is just I'm just throwing it out there. Michelle, if you lived in a different state and you saw more folks doing the walk run method of running or heck there wouldn't be very many people out on the sidewalks or streets because, you know, I know here in Portland, there's always someone out running or walking and riding their bike and riding unicycles and everything else. (laughs) (laughs) So that, you know, I think that would be the case. So we all kind of have to let go of whatever um, feelings we get from seeing other people speeding past us. And sure. Michelle, I definitely think you would find folks who do walk run on group runs. I think it's I really, agree. really more common than might seem while she's out there on the, you know, sometimes when you're out there on a sidewalk or a trail or whatever, you think, Oh, I'm the only one who's walking. That's not the case. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I would just, um, you know, I would go for the group run. I would just, you know, poke around a little bit because you don't mm-hmm. want to get into a group run situation where, you know, they're like, okay, these are seven minute miles. Here's the eight minute miles and here's the nine minute miles. Okay. Pick your group and go, you know, like that's going to not make you feel awesome if you're not, you know, in one of those three groups, which is just coming back from an injury. I'm guessing that she's probably not. So the other thing that I wanted to, th- I was thinking about walk running is like, if you saw that person, if you saw someone walk running in a race, you would totally think that they're a runner, right? Mm-hmm. Because they're in a running race. And so it's a little bit about the context, right? Because like if Michelle were to go, do a walk run in a half marathon situation. Like she's just out there earning her medal, just like everybody else, you know? Mm -hmm, Um, mm -hmm. But it's like when you're isolated and you're feeling like everybody is like judging you, Mm -hmm. then that's when it feels a little bit more acute, I guess. So Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I would just say, just keep doing what you're doing. And I, I, we understand, we absolutely understand that it it feels like you're being judged or you may not feel like you might feel a little bit like a poser, but the reality is, is you're, you're moving forward, you're running as much as feels good right now. And that's, mm-hmm. that's great. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So what do you think, Dim, since you have almost literally been in her shoes about, yeah. you know, when you were segueing from running into walking, you know, how long does one call themselves a runner? Like, do, is it if you go out for 30 minutes and there's five minutes of running in your workout, if there's... 20, you know, yeah, uh, yeah. I realize there's, there's no- a, I mean, I, yeah, there's probably not a number that you can put on it, but I think it's, it's really how you classify yourself and, and what you want to call yourself. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, we could do a whole podcast about this. I feel like it goes down a lot of different rabbit holes. Mm-hmm. I've learned a lot about attaching yourself to an identity, mm-hmm. <laughs> talking mm-hmm. to a lot of sports psychologists, and there's a lot of power in calling yourself a runner. Mm-hmm. But, you know, the reality is, is, running is going to end for all of us one day, you know? Mm -hmm, And mm -hmm. so how are you going to process that, you know, when your identity is I'm a runner first, right? Mm -hmm. Can I just say that I have been thinking a lot about this, about labels and identity lately. And that it's only now that my younger two kids, my twins are about to graduate from high school. And 
I am suddenly clinging so firmly to the mother label. Like huh. I just, I just, um, you know, we had, you and I have a mutual friend that we know from the magazine world named Megan and who lives here in Portland. And she, I used to be in a book group with her and this is a tangent and huh. that, that she, <laughs> really? and, and, and that, and that Megan was um, not married and she was child free by choice. And that she said to me once, and she meant it as a compliment. She said, Sarah, I love it that when I talk to you, I don't always remember you're a mom. And I was like, that really stuck in my head because I'm like, oh my gosh, like, what does that mean about me? You know, and at the time Mm -hmm. I sort of took it as a compliment. I'm not sure why. My kids were a lot younger then. And now I'm like, oh, when the kids move out, I hope people still think of me as a mom. (laughs) Better late than never. Uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Coming into that that home stretch. Yeah, yeah, no. I mean, you are always, I have a, I gave my mom a magnet that said, the first 40 years of parenting are the hardest. (laughs) (laughs) I remember my mom, um, who was very involved in the historical society of my hometown, and she would organize these events at the Stanford Historical Society. And she had a teddy bear tea party that she organized. And I was home from college. And so I was going to go with her. And I have to say, I, I love I still to this day love my childhood teddy bear Charles and um, <laughs> and, uh named after my brother and to attend it you had to bring your child or a child I took it as a child and I was like well mom you can't go who are you bringing she goes you <laughs> and I'm like but I'm not child she said you're my child oh, and I yeah. was like yeah yeah so yeah, you are a child. yeah. Yes. anyway so all right so whick, we can steer yeah. back off that tangent look here's the road we were on before Dimity. keep going <laughs> yeah but i would just say i mean yeah it's 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 i mean we i would love to do a podcast about mm-hmm. it at some point but i do think that it's important for michelle to just like try to hold back the self-judgment which mm-hmm. because you're you're hard enough on yourself you're going through enough mm-hmm. with an injury and the fact that you like love the idea feels manageable to do 30 seconds or a minute of running 30 seconds of walking like awesome Mm -hmm. and just Mm -hmm. and the other thing I would say is I think people think that people pay much more attention to them than they really do (laughs) yes 100 (laughs) percent at the gym I feel like a poser I'm like you know what no one is watching you because they're all watching themselves you know Mm -hmm. like you Mm -hmm. watch people watch themselves in the mirror as of course I'm looking in the mirror too I'm watching them watch themselves but you know I mean it's It's just all of mirrors yes (laughs) yeah I mean it is a hall of mirrors and so again like if you're on the street it's not like you know this car's walking by or driving by and sees you slow to a walk from your minute of running and it's like oh I don't know if she's a runner you know Mm -hmm. and I realize I'm very much like skimming the surface of it and I realize it's a lot deeper than mm-hmm. it's probably mm-hmm. much deeper in Michelle but I'm just saying like again like lighten up on yourself a little bit mm-hmm. you're moving forward and you are running and mm-hmm. um, you get to call yourself whatever you want mm-hmm. I personally would call you a runner amen to that yeah all right so this is Courtney who's curious about sidewalk etiquette hi Sarah and Dimity my name is Courtney and I'm a mother runner of three boys in Corona Canada training for the Chicago Marathon this fall My question is about running etiquette, not during a race, but when sharing the sidewalks and paths with non-runners. Do you always announce yourself when coming up behind and passing someone? I usually give a wide berth and pass walkers by running on the grass or moving to the road, but I'm surprised at how often I still startle people. Sometimes I'll announce myself with an on your left, but they still have headphones in or are older and they seem startled. 
It surprises me that so many people are unaware of their surroundings and don't actively share the sidewalks. So I'd appreciate your advice and insight, and I love the show. Thanks. So, Courtney, I totally hear you. I wonder the exact same thing. Yeah, I, it's been so long since I've been in this situation. I mean, it kind of threw me back when I was listening to the question. It threw me back to like New York City, like when I lived in New York City and I would run over to Central Park and, mm-hmm. you know, and that kind of thing. I mean, I always just try to make myself, you know, just get out of the way as much as possible. So well, I don't of course have you to do. Avoid You're to talk to people. Self, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Why does that not surprise me, Dimity? Yeah, yeah. I'm like, okay, if you're on that right sidewalk, I'm going to go over to the left-hand lane of the road and get out, you know, give yourself a wide berth. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so I mean, it's also one of the many, many, many reasons I run in the street here in Portland. And so, you know, because not only the etiquette, but I, I really don't like startling people. And yeah. I mean, I don't think anybody likes startling people, you know, and to avoid dog walkers, you know, the, the, the long leash and the, are they going left? Are they going right? All that stuff. And so, you know, I just kind of avoid the issue entirely by staying in the road. But when I do come across someone who is going the same direction as me so that I am approaching them from behind, I totally say on your left or, Hey, I'm passing you or something mm-hmm. like that. I don't think you can be too overly didactic, you know, and, and specific and courteous. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's another reason I'd startling people like, cause then if they hear me again, I'm as a clomper, you know, <laughs> so they come up behind and like, Oh my God, like, like, <laughs> Bigfoot is chasing me. What do I do with this? So yeah. So yeah, I do the same thing. I mean, I like often say I do it on bike rides and I do it on hikes. Like I'm coming up I, I usually say, I usually make it a sentence instead of just on your left. Mm. Be like, oh, I'm coming up behind you or I'm coming up on your left or, mm, you know, I, I'm behind you. Like I say it a couple times, you know, mm-hmm. because I think sometimes when you just say on your left, most people move mm, to, to your the left. left. Oh, yes. they sure do. Mm-hmm. So they yep. need time to move to your right. So again, like I'm coming up behind you and then they maybe turn around and see where you are. Mm-hmm. But the idea, like the biggest thing is that you have to make sure that they hear you. And Mm -hmm. it is very hard when people have their little earbuds in and are blasting the latest Mm -hmm. Beyonce song and Mm -hmm. don't hear anything, let alone Mm -hmm. you. Yeah. Yeah. Because also, you know, to be, you know, an old person, you used to be able to tell when people were wearing headphones more easily because you'd (laughs) see it. Because they stuck out. (laughs) Yeah. It stuck out or you had a little white cord dangling down. And I mean, sure, if somebody's listening to Beach, you can see that when you approach them from behind because they look like they have Princess Leia buns on either side of their head. But, but, you know, I mean, so often, you know, I wear aftershocks. So a lot of times my neighbor, you know, if I'm stretching or whatever outside, they'll start talking to me and I'll reach up and turn it off. And they're like, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't know you were listening to something. And, Mm -hmm. and, you know, same thing with AirPods. I mean, good luck trying to see that under somebody's hair. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. for sure. For sure. So, yeah, I mean, I, you know, I think Courtney, you're doing the best thing that you can do, which is, you know, give as wide of a birth, announce yourself, Announce yourself mm-hmm. a couple times. I mean, that's the thing is you cannot say it too many times, you know? Mm-hmm. So again, on your left, I'm coming up behind you. Don't want to startle you. Whatever you want to say, like mm-hmm. say it in a couple different ways. Yep. And and then if they still get startled or whatever, like you've done your due diligence. You know? Yes, yes, exactly. Yeah, I usually, I really like you saying that, that your advice about saying a full sentence. That's an excellent suggestion. And then it's usually when I'm passing them that then I'll say, oh, I didn't want to startle you. Because, yeah. you know, that, the, hey, lady, why'd you say you were coming up on my left like five times? And it's like, you know, oh, okay, I was I was doing it to be polite because, you know, sometimes people misunderstand intention. 
So yeah, yeah. yeah. Or sometimes I, or I always say thank you. Like if I pass it, if they've, if they've moved over a little bit, I'll say thanks, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. isn't always the case, you know, especially some, some mountain bikers, uh, the sex shall not be named, but sharing <laughs> the trails with mountain bikers. That's a, that's another podcast we could talk about for a very long time. Yeah, look at my podcast ideas have come out of this one show, Dimity. <laughs> yeah. Just want to catch my venom and fire. <laughs> All right. Well, if you want to call with a question, please ring us at 470-BADASS-1. That is 470-223-2771. That number is always in our show notes. Please leave your first name and where you're calling from and keep your message to a minute or less. Okay, friends, are you thinking about running the Indianapolis Half Marathon or Marathon? If so, please join us for Better Together, a unique program where we pair experienced runners, we're calling them mentors, with runners who are taking on that distance for the first time or first in a long time. Those are our protege runners. Under the guidance of coaches Jess and Amy, the mentors and protégés will train together, either virtually or in real life, and then gather together in Indianapolis on October 28th to cross a finish line you will never forget. So excited for this program. So check out the details in our show notes and let us know if you have any questions. Our podcast today was produced in St. Paul, Minnesota by Barry Medora from Fire on the Bluff. Keep those questions coming. We're here with answers. And I mean, I got to throw out the Princess Leia bun, Sarah. That was a good call. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you very much. came to me in the moment. I'm like, yeah.